Hello and welcome to the Gladcast. We're in season four about little magics and this is our second episode of the season and we're so excited. I am Hannah Lee and this is the incredible, inestimable, idbable, idjibable. You can just call me idjibble. That's cool. Hi, je suis idjibble. Nice to meet you. Sup? Um... Also known as Natalie Kinsey. Ah, don't ruin the joke, you ass. (laughs) I just love your real name, and I say Ijabul a lot, and it might refer to other things. (laughs) Um, For this session of Little Magic, we're excited about the beautiful and profound magic of having a beautiful conversation with a friend, like... Just what a fun thing. And by watering the little magics of our lives, something that is that sweet little nook of a conversation with a friend and giving our attention to it and celebrating it and luxuriating in it, we're growing that feeling in a way that can carry that feeling over into all other areas of our life. So we're focusing on this little thing and it's going to ripple outward into everything. Yeah. You want to start it, Nat? Yeah, I'll start it. Digible? Oh, yeah. Digible will start it. Um, uh, my first, I'm going to start with A for Amish countryside, um, because this was the inspiration for this topic was I was driving home. Um, I guess not home. I was driving down from new England, down the coast and was kind of in this meandery state of mind, but also like a little up in my head about everything that had transpired with my family and things. And a friend called me and I see, you know, you, you're on your big smartphone. There's this, this is person is calling you and there's this face in a bubble and it's like, ah, you know, there's almost this like, duh, I'm in my head. You don't come to me right now. You know, there's this. And then I was like, I checked in a little deeper and I was like, no, I, I want to talk to this person. And, um, they, uh, I, I, and just as this person was calling, actually, um, I got stuck behind a horse and buggy in the Amish countryside. And my first thought was, oh my God, horses, super slow, like clippity clop. Like they have a lot of horsepower, but not a lot of speed. And so I'm in this like, kind of like, I want to drive really fast down the coast mode, which is, you know, sort of a complete rejection of everything that's awesome about life. But it's a, it's a state you get into, especially on long drives when you're like, I got to make time. What does that mean? Anyway, and my friend calls and he... he got to rush to be somewhere else. I've got to rush to, to be rushed at that other time of being rushed. What the fuck? Like all, all of it. You know, it's, it's a, what it is is an idiocy about the nature of existence. If, if I'm rushed and urgent in this now, I will only draw in more rushed, urgent time. And more mm-hmm. sadly, I'll miss this moment. So my friend calls and he says, I was wondering if I could just read you poems. So for the next 45 minutes, all he does is read me poetry while I am 15 feet behind a horse and buggy and a whole Amish family. And I learned later they were going to the dentist. They went about 14 miles an hour the whole way. And he just reads me poems, poems he's been loving and thinking about. And that's all he wanted to do. And he didn't really want to hear what I thought about them. So I just Mm -hmm. let them settle into me like... Uh, I don't know, like someone sprinkling a kind of fairy dust. It relaxed me all the way back. And I suddenly became cognizant of how golden the light was on the hills around me and that there were pies for sale everywhere. And I should sure as shit stop and buy one. And all these awarenesses began to bloom up in me because it created a spaciousness. Mm. Listening to my friend, listening, really listening to him, created spaciousness for my innate joyfulness to just come back to me. 
That's so beautiful. For B, I love the feeling of a conversation with a friend being like they are handing me a, a balloon that is lifting me up into the air. Um, we've been using the metaphor of a hot air balloon um, in our recent podcasting and the idea of just like, let's have it feel like we're getting onto a hot air balloon and it's just lifting us up. And those kinds of like inner visual metaphors for me really translate to Mm. like visceral emotional feelings Mm -hmm. that really carry out and translate into like the actual words that we're saying carry the energy of breaking through a bank of clouds and into the sun-filled sky and a giant flock of butterflies being right there it's it's this feeling of of lifting and I love I love being really care like conscious of which friend I'm choosing to call or choosing to accept a phone call from at a particular moment I kind of know like oh this friend might might actually like agree with me that this is a horrible situation right now and I don't really want that so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk to that friend but you know this other friend is gonna like is gonna see the the gold glitter dust magic in this moment so I really want to talk to this friend and they're gonna be my balloon up through the clouds Mm -hmm. yeah um I love the sensation I've always loved this image of tin cans between tree houses I mean I don't know if there's a more charming or kind of delicious summer childhood image where you 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 take a can that once held beans or maybe peaches and you you string it. You cut a hole in the bottom of each can and you string it between two things and and hold and hold the string ta- taut so that sound can travel along the string and you can hear what someone is saying to you from far away. I love the sort of playfulness of that central image to break through a kind of haze of isolated, lonely uh, uh, prison camp that we get into mentally when we forget that we our primary thing that we came here to earth to do is to play. Like, Really, that's what we came here to do is to play with life and to play with each other. And I love how that central image of stretching that tin can as taut as you can and then listening gleefully for the tinny sound of your friend telling you a secret or a story or asking you a question or telling you something that they're going through that they need just you to hear. And how that Mm. listeningness fulfills our fundamental reason for being here and we can bring that kind of awareness and depth of presence to holding that tin can to our ear and letting the whole world everything else disappear and allowing the the conversation itself to become a hearkening to become a, a a kind of centralizing relaxing moment um, I love that. And, and I love remembering when someone's calling me on my big smartphone that, that really they're in their treehouse and they're picking up their tin can and they're pulling the tension just right so we can hear each other. Mm. That's so beautiful. Mm. Uh, I, I never actually did the tin can mm-hmm. thing, but I, I had this little like the beginning of like text messaging is like a little oval thing and you could send like a hundred characters <laughs> to somebody who was within like a hundred feet of you. <laughs> so you like craft this like little message on the playground mm. and whatever other kid got to have the same little oval toy. So the next time we're in physical contact, we're going to get in tree houses and do the tin can thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, yes, please. Okay. Mm. D is just for the the sheer delight of sharing our humanity. Like I've I've just been really having fun kind of tripping out on the concept of just like I am an eternal energy stream and you know I'm just gonna go on and on and on but right now I've got this like body with these golden gorgeous hairs on my leg and so many freckles and I just you know it's like so delicious to be a physical body and then to be like wow some of my like somebody in my same energy stream or like another part of my energy stream made its own body and we are returning into a harmony with each other by talking to each other by overlapping our physical existences in this way with our our voices in the same time mm. and place it's just mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. It just gives me shivers. It feels so delightful. Mm. I love that. That brings us to our last bit of the rampage. Beautiful friends, beautiful friends on the other end of the tin can, um, which is ease. Um, I think that in the three, mm. yes, just feel that ease. Oh, fuck. It can be easy. It has to be easy. Actually, if you're making it difficult, you're going to put yourself out of sync energetically with how life can bring what you want. And I think that, you know, in the three-step process, step one, you ask, you ask during a moment of contrast. So that happens really naturally. Step two, source provides it. Step three is you allow all these steps, you know, don't happen in that order usually. Um, because the allowing happens, I mean, the, the source makes it happen instantly. But I think a lot of times we are step two for each other. We're part of source answering and bringing solution into each other's lives. And so, 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 mm. so my last one is how much fun it is sometimes to be in a position of being part of source's solution for someone else where I'll feel an urge to call someone or I get a lot of phone calls and I don't pick up a phone call unless I feel good about it. And when I feel good about it, that means blessings are about to pour the fuck out of my mouth or I'm about to receive that. Mm. And, and then it's easy. It's just like, Oh my God, I'll be listening to someone and suddenly or talking and the, they're like, Oh my God, I get it. I get it. Or I'm like, Oh my God, I needed to hear that. That's exactly what I was needing. That is the solution. And, and I love that it can feel really, really easy. And then it can be easy to be part of, uh, the, 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 the manifestation coming into form, um, especially if it feels bright and buzzy. So, yeah, it's like, it's like that story where, you know, somebody's on a, a roof stranded and like a flood or something and all these different people come by offering the person a ride on their boat or something. And the person's like, oh no, I'm late. I'm waiting for God. Yeah. And it's like, God is the person in the boat. God is right, the person right, right. who's calling right. you. When it well, the punchline is then the, the person phone. dies. And they're at the pearly gates and they're like, God, where the hell were you? And they're just like, well, I was in the boat and I was in the motorcycle. I was part of the flying helicopter situation. I was in the bird that came for you. Where were you? Yeah. <laughs> so um, this week uh, we're imagining a lot of a lot of vibrations on the tin can that's in your little treehouse and a sense of renewed playfulness around connection and soft heartedness. When, when God reaches out to you through the, through the form of your friendships and those who love you, we're inviting you to have a deeper bravery and willingness to say yes to the gifts that are coming through that. Mm -hmm. Just revel in it. Yeah. 
Hold that tin can with love. We love you all. So much. Bye. Just to be so free. Ocean, 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 I.